Welcome to For Preachers Only Podcast. This program is designed to encourage the man of God and strengthen him in his daily life and in his walk with the Lord. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. And now, your host, your shooting, your friend and bishop, Dr. L.T. Bryant. Welcome to For Preachers Only. I am your host, Dr. L.T. Bryant. So you want to be a preacher, huh? You know, Jesus taught in a parable that before you do something, you need to count the costs. He says, if a man has 10,000 soldiers and goes out to fight an enemy with 20, that he should first count the costs to see if he feels as though he's able to win that battle. Or before you go out to build, count the cost less if you start building, you don't finish. And people will mock you. So you want to be a preacher. To tell the truth, a man of God is the highest honor in any position on earth because he represents God Almighty. And you cannot be a preacher just because you want to. You have to be called of God. And he will call you personally. But to help you in your journey, let's count the cost. I have a few statistics here concerning uh, the ministry. I'm just going to read some to you. 38% of pastors are thinking of quitting the ministry. 51% from mainline denominations. This was uh, given in 2021, November. 38 half, almost all, 46 per half, are under the age 45. 50% of pastors are age 56 and above. 72% of the pastors report working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And of course, this was before the COVID-19. 84% of pastors feel that they are on call 24-7. 80% believe pastoral ministries have negatively affected their families. Many pastors' children, my God, do not attend church now because of what the church has done to their parents. May God have mercy. I understand some of these things. I've been blessed, but at the same time, my home has been tried. I've been uh, pastoring for over 45 years. I can relate to some of this. 65% of pastors feel their family live in a glass house and fear that they are not good enough to meet expectations. 
23% of pastors report being distant, uh, distant to their family. 78% of pastors report having their vacations and personal time interrupted with ministry duties or expectations. Are you listening? 65% of pastors feel they have not taken enough vacation time with their family over the last five years. 28% of pastors report having feelings of guilt for taking personal time off and not telling the church. 35% of pastors report that the demands of the church denies them from spending time with their family. 24% of pastors' families resent the church and its effect on their family. 22% of pastors' spouses reports the ministry places undue expectations on their family. Moral values of a Christian are no different than those who consider themselves as non-Christian. Mm. The average American will tell 23 lies a day. Hallelujah. 53% of pastors report that the seminary did not prepare them for ministry. 90% of pastors report the ministry was completely different than what they thought it would be like before they entered the ministry. 45% of pastors spend 10 to 15 hours a week on sermon preparations. 85% of pastors report the use of the internet and other resources have improved their study time compared to. That first, when they first started in the ministry. 50% of pastors state that they spend one hour in praise day. 95% of pastors report not praying daily or regularly with their spouse. Mm, interesting. 57% of pastors believe they do not receive a livable wage. 57% of pastors being uh, of pastors being unable to pay their bills. 53% of pastors are concerned about their future family financial security. 75% of pastors report significant stress related crises at least once in their ministry. 80% of pastors and 84% of the spouses have felt unqualified and discouraged as role of pastor at least once or more times in their ministry. 52% of pastors feel overworked and cannot meet their church unrealistic expectations. 54% of pastors find the role of a pastor overwhelming. 40% report serious conflicts with the parishioner at least once in the last year. 80% of pastors expect conflict within their church. 75% of pastors report spending four to five hours a week in needless meetings. 35% of pastors battle depression or fear of inadequacy. 26% report being overfatigued. 28% admit that they are spiritually undernourished. Over 50% of pastors state the biggest challenge is to recruit volunteers and encourage their members to change, living closer to God's word. 70% of pastors report they have a low, lower self-esteem now than when they first started. 70% of pastors do not have someone they consider to be a close friend. 
27% of pastors report not having anyone to turn to for help in a crisis situation. 81% of pastors have been tempted to have inappropriate sexual thoughts or behavior with someone in the church, but have resisted. 17% of pastors report inappropriately texting with the church member at some time in their ministry. 34% of pastors wrestle with the temptation of pornography or visit pornography sites. 57% of pastors feel fulfilled but yet discouraged, stressed, and fatigued. 84% of pastors desire to have close fellowship with someone they can trust and confine with. Over 50% of pastors are unhealthy, overweight, and do not exercise. God have mercy. The profession of a pastor is near the bottom of a survey of the most respected professions. Just above the car salesman, many denominations are reporting an empty pulpit crisis. They do... They do not have a shortage of ministry, but a shortage of ministers designed to fulfill the role of a pastor. 71% of churches have no plan for a pastor to receive a periodic sabbatical. 66% of churches have no lay counseling support. And 30% of churches have no denomination clearly outlining what the church expects of their pastor. One out of every 10 pastors will actually retire as a pastor. Seventy-three percent of churches are treating their pastors better. Okay. The statistics has improved due to the advent of clergy appreciation, better education on the role of the pastor, and denomination awareness to better supporting the pastors. 77% of pastors, especially millennials, younger pastors, ages usually born around 1978-1990, are spending 20 or more hours with their family each week. And 90% of pastors feel they are called and in their place where God is called. Okay. Interesting. And I would like to say that a lot of those statistics are true. And, uh, it is what it is. Here's some new statistics. Gallup poll states that there have been a 10-point drop in attendance from the previous decade. 45% of American adults say they attend regular religious services at all times. 50% of Americans state that they are members of a church. 36% say they have confidence in church or organized religion. According to LifeWay, six out of ten churches are platooed or declining in attendance. No more or more than half of their churches saw fewer than ten people who became Christians in the last 12 months. Barno reports 38% of pastors are thinking of quitting the ministry. 51% from mainline denominations. COVID-19 brought many things to a breaking point. Many things to a breaking point. Ministry can take its toll. It's never been this bad at the five leaders of October 
1921 says. Now, these are older statistics still being researched for current numbers, but these statistics seem much higher than first reported. There are other statistics being reported that seem very low. You know, you do your research. For instance, 4,000 new churches began each year and 7,000 churches closed. Over 1,500 persons, pastors left the ministry every month last year. Over 1,300 pastors were terminated by local churches each month, many without cause. Over 3,500 people a day left the church last year. Many of these statistics were provided by the Fuller Institute, George Berner, Lifeway, Schaefer's Institution of Leadership Development, Christianity Today, and Pastoral Care Incorporation. So you want to be a, a preacher. You want to be a pastor. Huh? Many of those statistics are very accurate and true. But in conclusion, when God was giving the children of Israel land in the promised land, he did not give the Levites land. The Levites were the tribe of the priests. He said because the priesthood, the ministry belongs to him and he is their portion. When God asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. He replied, feed my sheep. Jesus declared that he did not come to be ministered to, but to minister to others. Yes, being a servant of God in behalf of the people is a heavy responsibility, but God gives us what it takes to endure. The power, the authority, the, the respect he demands that must come to us. The responsibility is great, and we are held at a higher standard. However, we all must be found blameless before God, laymen and clergy. But now, you must understand that when you come to Christ, even as a saint, a disciple, you have to be willing to deny everything, even yourself. And it is a sacrifice. But when you are truly called of God, it's a sacrifice well made. And God will help you to keep a balance. See, if you commit your works unto the Lord, preacher, he will establish your thoughts. And if you strive to raise your family in a manner which is righteous, let them be involved in what you do. And that way your children will be active and your wife will be active. Not forcing anything upon them. But try to present to your family the joy of the Lord and don't come home with a lot of complaints in front of your children and things of that sort that are not edifying. And don't forget your wife to show kindness. And it is a known fact that sometimes your enemy is those of your own household. Jesus said that. He said it would be. He brought the sword. But as ministers, we must strive to be an example at home as well as outside of the home. But 
It doesn't mean all your children or your family or even your wife will continue to walk with you. That's when you have to understand that God comes first. Sometimes when ministers' homes break up, it's not always the ministers' fault. But he still has to stand, and he still has a choice to keep. Now, like some organizations teach that if a minister loses his family, and even if it's not his fault, that he has to step down from his position. The Bible never taught that. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. You have to preach no matter what. Straighten out your affairs, get your house in order, straighten your matters out, and continue with the gospel. If you have been in error, then you must straighten yourself out first. Repent. David sinned, but once he was cleansed, he still was king. Nebuchadnezzar was smitten with madness for seven years, eating grass like an animal. But after the seven years had gone and he learned his lesson, he still was king. Jonah ran from the Lord, and the Lord chastised him. And when he gave Jonah a second time, he was still a prophet. So you don't lose your ministry because you fall. You get up. You repent. You correct the error. And then you start and continue in your walk according to the will of God. The ministry is a lifetime. And to tell the truth, you retire when you can't preach anymore. Samuel retired by standing down and allowing his sons to preach as he watched them, but they didn't do right, so he had to take them down. So you have to be careful. When did you stop serving God? You may retire from pastoring or what have you, but you never retire from being a minister because we're ministers for life. We're ministers for life. We're ministers for life. Until God tells us it's time to step down and put somebody else up. But we're ministers for life. We're always willing and open for God to use us. So you want to be a minister. A lot of these statistics are true, but you got to understand that a lot of them are real. Count the cost. You have to be sure that you want to be who you say you are. You want to be sure that you love the Lord and that you have a, indeed a true calling. It's a beautiful life when you put God first. And if you fall, brother, he will chastise you and cleanse you and get you through the shame. But you still got to get up and continue. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. We have a God that gives us grace. Where sin abounds, grace does more abound. He comforts us preachers like he did Elijah running from Jezebel. God comforted him. God gave him strength. Jesus praying in the garden. The angels strengthened him. Paul feeling a little discouraged, but he said, the Lord is with me. I fought the good fight of faith. He told Peter, after you are converted, strengthen the brethren. He told the disciples, I will never leave nor forsake you. I'll be with you. Is it worth preaching the gospel 
Indeed it is. When you've been called, there can be no greater honor than to be called to represent the almighty God. Until next time, count the cost. Be blessed. Until next time, to my fellow ministers, may he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. My brothers, we will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up our banner in the name of our God. Until next time, keep the faith.